0: And how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the IHEMP revolution?
1: Hey, this is Coach Freddie. I'm talking with Elliot Galvey, and he is the Vice President of the North Carolina Hemp Industries Association, and we're going to get a little update on Vote Hemp and uh, Washington, D.C. today, and also he's the owner of Hybrid Health, so CBD products. So, Elliot, welcome to the iHemp Revolution. Thanks, Coach Freddie. Great to be with you. All right. Well, great. Let's get right into this. So, you were up in D.C. Tell us about what we're on in D.C. and what was the purpose
2: so last week, um the folks at Vote Hemp, Eric Sinistra uh Ben Doge, um set up two days. So the first day last Tuesday we we had what was called uh Hemp Expo on the Hill, which was in the Rayburn office building, right across from the Capitol, and it was an opportunity for various state hemp associations to display wares that are made of hemp and information about how hemp farming in the states where it's being reintroduced has created jobs for farmers and created other jobs and in industries down line, with the idea that congressional staffers and members of Congress and the Senate would come by and visit and see what's going on in the hemp world. And we were very fortunate in that we had several Legislators, uh, Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon, and uh, Representative come- Representatives Comey, uh, Comer, and Massey of Kentucky, come by and speak to the crowds. Um, and there, there were a couple of other folks. And I apologize. I, I off the top of my head, I can't remember their names right now. There was a congressman from Colorado and a congressman from Oregon. And in general, the expo was. Just a really good opportunity for folks to mingle and for the, both the legislative aides of uh, various congressional uh, representatives to get an idea of really what's going on in, out, out in the country when, when it comes to hemp. Uh, Representative Comer, formerly the Commissioner of Agriculture for Kentucky, and he is now a freshman uh, congressman from Kentucky, is going to be introducing legislation, hopefully within the month, that would deregulate hemp from the Controlled Substances Act. Because right now, as you know, and most of your listeners probably know, uh, hemp is conflated with not only marijuana, but with heroin, opium, cocaine, as a level one controlled substance, which is obviously insane. Um, so exactly. by decoupling it, it would free farmers... uh outside of current legislation to reintroduce hemp as an agricultural product. Uh, right now under the twenty fourteen Farm Act, Section seventy six oh six, states can implement a pilot program that allows for the reintroduction of hemp, but on a very regulated and limited basis. What this federal legislation would hopefully do is make create basically classify hemp As you would corn, soybeans, uh, wheat, any, any cotton, uh, any, any product that farmers are free to grow now without regulation, without limitation. So after the expo, uh, on Tuesday afternoon and then all day Wednesday, uh, we in the North Carolina contingent, uh, and folks from other states that, uh, are, are either currently working programs under Section 7606 or hope to have hemp deregulated at the federal level, spent time visiting various senator senatorial and congressional offices talking with legislative aides and legislative directors uh, about the benefits of hemp. And uh, I personally and my colleague uh, Marty Clemens, who's the president of the North Carolina Industrial Hemp Association and a number of other folks, farmers, business people, um, visited with congressmen. Uh, Congressman Price's office, uh, Congressman Butterfield's office, Congressman Rozier's office, Senator Tillis and Senator Burr's offices, just to name a few, and explain to them why uh, we think beyond what North Carolina is now doing, which is operating under 7606 and allowing farmers to apply for uh, licenses as we speak to start growing hemp, that this should extend to the federal level and we urge them to not only vote for the, uh, pending legislation but to sign on as co-sponsors. So that was really the function of those two days up in, up in DC and the folks at Hemp did a great job of setting up meetings and creating a, an opportunity for folks to mix and network and, and, and really educate a lot of these legislative aides, who, you know, interestingly, um, were not as up to speed as we, you know, we are. But, you know, again, that's not a surprise. We live and breathe this business and industry every day, and they obviously have a tremendous amount of issues on their plates. So, it was really, really good to get in front of them and explain the job benefits and the the, uh, the revenue benefits and the Environmental benefits, uh, and the, uh, small, small business benefits, uh, of, of getting hemp back to where it was pre 70 years ago prohibition.
1: Mm hmm. So that sounds really great. So what's your consensus so far when you walked away from there? How's our chance?
2: Well, you know, politicians and, and their aides are very, very good at um, being very supportive and positive, but the proof will be in the pudding. So everyone that we talked to seemed very supportive, um, seemed <clears throat> uh, very willing to give a lot of consideration to or even support the legislation. But again, the proof will the proof will be in the doing. You know, I came away feeling very, very optimistic that, all of the folks we spoke to on both sides of the aisle. I mean, this really truly is a, a bipartisan bipartisan uh, legislation, a bipartisan issue, because you have Representative Comer from Kentucky, uh, who's a Republican, initiating the legislation. You have Senator Ron Wyden um, and Senator Mitch McConnell in the Senate, you know, on opposite sides of the aisle. But this is something that they all seem to be coming to consensus on and recognizing that uh there is no downside to hemp. I mean it is a completely non psychoactive uh plant. It cannot be used for any illicit or illegitimate purposes. Um, as it becomes more accessible through deregulation and even through some recent moves by the by the DEA for research we will start to understand what is clearly already understood overseas, in the EU and Israel, um, where they have done extensive clinical trials and research on on hemp, um, on non psychoactive industrial hemp, of the many health benefits that can be derived from this. But it's not just the health benefits. It's not just cannabidiol and CBD. It's right. it's, a, it's construction. It's biomass. It's it could could very well replace or be equal to corn ethanol in in gas production, in fabrics. Um, You know, we talked a lot about not just the jobs that could be created and the revenue that could be created and save North Carolina and small farms across the country, but specific to North Carolina, when you think of all the textile mills that have shuttered um, over the Mm -hmm. years and what growing hemp and turning that hemp into fiber which could then be woven and made into clothing and and other materials i mean the the downstream job and revenue and tax revenue potential is astronomical i mean the the latest numbers we've seen is that in uh, i believe it was 20 Fifteen annual retail sales for hemp products in the United States were estimated at just shy of $600 million. Well, that was all imported hemp. So, first of all, we shipped hundreds of millions of dollars overseas that could have remained here in the United States. But beyond that, the Hemp Industries Association projects that by 2020, and that's only three years from now, industrial hemp could be a $3 billion industry, and that's really just if not much changes. So if we can get this deregulated, if we can get the federal prohibition, make that disappear and really allow hemp to blossom as a a full-fledged, full-blown agricultural manufacturing industry, I mean, we could be talking billions and billions and billions of dollars that originate and are processed and remain here in the United States. And That's, you know, that's what politicians are talking about. They're talking about jobs, jobs, jobs. So, you know, all we asked these guys were, they said, you know, what do you want from us? We just said, well, two things. Co-sponsor the bill, vote for it, and then just get the government out of our way. You know, let us let us do what we know how to do, which is farmers grow and processors process and business people sell hemp products. Pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And one thing, uh, is, uh, you're, we're not asking for any subsidies. Like others. Exactly.
2: Ones. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, that's great. You know, I know a bunch of people that were up in D.C. this, uh, last week. And, uh, that's awesome. Last year, I was there. Yeah, we
2: missed you this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to be traveling for six months on the I Am Revolution Roadshow, by all around the East Coast. And uh, I'll be in your neck of the woods there too, so we'll have to. Yeah, well, we love that Austin. We love that Austin healing. Yeah, that's for sure. So it's coming around again. So Elliot, thanks for the update. Before we leave here, I would like to find out. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Hybrid Health, your, your company that you sell CBDs? Tell us a little bit about that.
2: So Hybrid Health is a company I started a little over a year ago. And we sell online at hybridhealth.us, which is H-Y-B-R-I-D-H-E-A-L-T-H dot U-S. Um, Unfortunately, right now, as many of your listeners and many folks in the industry will understand, uh, our merchant account, our credit card processing account, uh, was temporarily shut down because our processor had some issues with their bank, And and that's the other thing that this legislation would address. Um, You know, right now there are so many speed bumps in financial services for the hemp industry, um, both in terms of attracting capital and being able to just process the way any normal business would. That that's the other major thing that this legislation would do is it would it would ease a lot of those restrictions. So having said that, um, you know we are we are still be able to uh sell and ship product and we typically do it within 24 hours people just need to give us a call and you can call us at 919-748-9394 and if you don't mind I'll repeat that it's 919-748-9394 um, and we sell a range of products we we kind of bill ourselves as a CBD superstore in that we carry a number of different brands we uh we carry the Endoka line of products we carry the Elixinol line of products. We carry some CD Sciences products. Uh, we carry Green Remedy. Satovera is a line of topicals that we uh, carry, which is a really terrific line. Everything from just skin moisturizer, mm-hmm. tissue, uh, gels that are great for sprains and bruises and aches and pains. Um, we sell Marpella products. So we really have a, if you go online to our website at hybridhealth.us, there's a tremendous number of products. And one of the things we're really excited about is just recently we uh, started carrying uh, PET lines. So we're currently carrying the Therabis PET line, which has uh, specific formulations for arthritic pain, uh, one for skin issues, and one for anxiety. So, for example, when our 75-pound Baby boy hear's thunder, and he starts to freak out. We give him some of the therapist for anxiety and he's 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 good he's good to go um and then separately, we also carry pet relief, which is a kind of just you know dog biscuit um that contains c b d so um those are two lines we're really, really excited about because. We know how crazy people are, like we are, with their pets. You know, cats and dogs oh, yeah. are are members of the family, and we want to take as good care of them as we possibly can. And if we can do it in a natural, healthful way, um, you know, we we would all rather do that than than you know feed them you know stuff that may not necessarily be good for them. So uh, that's really where we are. Um, so you know, again, we're we're excited about the future of hemp in North Carolina. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the North Carolina Industrial Hemp Association, of which I'm the executive, uh, vice president, was, uh, extraordinarily helpful, uh, helpful, hempful, <laughs> extraordinarily helpful, go. uh, under the leadership of Bob Crumley, who is the, uh, founder of the association, and Jeff Cortonia, who is the executive director, in getting this legislation onto the, into the General Assembly, which then passed legislation that created a industrial hemp commission uh, under Secretary of Agriculture Steve Troxler. And so they really fast-tracked it. It was unbelievable. Um, we had to raise $200,000 to fund the commission, which happened within a couple of months. And um, the commission went to work, did its job really expeditiously. And as of last week, we were Accepting applications from farmers all across North Carolina to start growing hemp this spring. So we expect that come fall we will be harvesting hemp in North Carolina, which is really really
1: exciting. All right, that's uh, awesome. That sounds really great. So um, a lot going on in North Carolina, and uh, yes, sir. I'll be back there this, this summer and for the uh, HempEx. Um, yep, we'll sure. see you at HempEx for sure. Maybe before, half or after, I could come and speak at your uh, association meeting or or whatever. We'll figure out something we can do. That would be great. That would be terrific. Okay. Well, um, before we wrap this up, Elliot, uh, is there any last uh, comments do you want to make to our listeners?
2: Yes, one really, really important one. Um, When the... Legislation is introduced, and as I as I mentioned, um, I was it was indicated to me that this would probably happen uh, towards the end of March or sometime in April. Um, please, please, please contact your uh, your your congressperson, contact your senators, and urge them, cajole them, beg with them to not only vote for but co-sponsor this legislation because if uh you know if we can get this passed it will change the hemp industry dramatically uh, overnight and we can all benefit from it so keep your eyes and ears out for that um, I do keep uh I do post updates on our Facebook page which uh if you go to if you're on Facebook just go to Hybrid Health NC like North Carolina and I'll I, I have updates on there about legislation. So uh, there's any number of ways you can keep track of what's going on. And we would just ask that you you all your listeners be as supportive of possi- as possible to get this legislation passed.
1: Well, great. We'll certainly do that. And uh Elliot, I want to thank you very much for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution podcast.
2: No, thank you. Thank you.
1: Yes, you're welcome. And I will see you on the IHAMP Revolution Roadshow. You bet. Take care, Coach Freddie.
0: I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the IHAMP Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on Facebook.com forward slash Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.